0: the three-point shot. Well, a happy new year, everybody. I think January 4th is still a good day that you could say that we're back on the three-point shot. Zach, Ben and Colin coming at you first time in 2021 guys. Happy new year. Happy new year, Zachary. Yeah. We, year, haven't,
1: we haven't spoke since last year. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you send the message in our, in our group? Chat? I didn't,
1: I did not do the text message well, that time. Usually,
0: Colin's usually that guy, but, uh, I think everyone, true. I think everyone was ready to put 2020 in the rear. View. I was about to
1: say, I figured 2020, if any year, we deserved one off. It Just was this year. Actually, this I say, year.
2: I was about to say Colin was the first, per- but no, it was. I was thinking it was Colin because the first text I got on my birthday was a weird GIF, uh, but it was my sister who, at exactly midnight on my birthday, sent me a GIF of a large hairy man dancing in a thong.
0: <laughs> uh, and yes, it an is the one I said. Thon. And it I is the one I sent to
2: both of you on your birthdays.
0: I typed that one in as an uh, uh, episode title. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that could be the new title of the podcast. Welcome to Fat Hairy Man Dancing in a Thong. We will be talking sun sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, New Year's was... Uh, the clock changed. I mean, time is just a construct, so... That, was, that is true. That's all we celebrate. You don't because celebrate. Time, time, to,
2: ooh, I, got, I got me a good transition. Time is relative. Speaking of relative, you, you never know how good a team is. You can be a playoff-level team, be under five hundred. which brings us to the <laughs> NFC beast.
0: Okay. Oh, boy. Fair warning to anyone listening, because I feel like this is what they do on podcasts. Most of this uh, episode will be about the NFL, specifically the NFC East. And three teams. Eh, we'll, we'll talk about the Cowboys a little bit. But Washington, the Eagles, and the Giants. I honestly feel like it'll almost descend into
1: madness with some oh, of it the absolutely will. terrible, terrible things I have planned.
2: So here's... I how- just want to say, before, before because you guys are going to dominate this because they're your teams. I just want to say, my favorite thought, my two favorite thoughts going into Sunday were, one, we might have a 6-10 and 10 division champ and two, only one NFC East team can be happy. But I was wrong because, A, there wasn't a 6-10 and champ, and B, and Colin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like two fan bases are happy right now. Like, wow. I, don't even, I don't think it's about the draft pick. I, based on what I've seen on the internet, I think a lot of Philly fans are just happy because Giants fans aren't.
1: Well, that, that, is, that is an enormous part of it. Um, but according to some sources you might read, uh, the Eagles are going to be folded as a franchise as we have. F- we have apparently forfeited uh, every single draft pick for the next five years as a result of losing a football game.
0: Uh- so anyway, here's how this is going to go down. So Ben, <laughs> ben is going to play my role, who is usually the moderator. And Ben is just going to make sure Colin and I don't jump through the screen and attack each other. I'm going to say my piece.
2: Very, very presumptuous of you to think that I'm going
0: to try to prevent that at all. But go I'm, ahead. I'm going to say my piece. Colin will say his, and then we will have an open discussion. Uh, Sounds good. So let's, what could possibly go wrong? So here we go. <laughs> the sun rises on Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. And there are two football games that day. There's actually more, but we're talking about Two, two. that matter. At one, o'clock Eastern, this story. <laughs> at 1 o'clock Eastern, the New York Giants host the Dallas Cowboys. The winner of that game has to wait to see the outcome of the Washington football team versus Philadelphia Eagles game that night. The Giants beat the Cowboys 23-19, which is a Monsters, Inc. reference. Anyway, uh, the Giants beat the Cowboys, meaning that the Giants need Washington to lose to be in the playoffs at 6-10. and ten. Six wins and 10 losses. Any other year, a 6-10 and team is bad. The Giants this year are also bad, but because the other teams that they're supposed to play twice a year are also bad, that means they still have a chance to make and host a playoff game.
1: So we come to the Sunday night game.
0: Hold on. We're not interrupting me yet. (laughs) I wasn't trying to interrupt you. The Giants win, so now we get to the Sunday night game. And it's the Washington football team. At Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles are starting Jalen Hurts, and they're, they're, they're beginning of the season starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, is not available. He is a healthy scratch. The other end, you got the Washington football team starting Alex Smith, who does deserve everything he's getting, like good for him, if, if anyone. And they do have some good players like Chase Young and Terry McLaurin, who are good. The Washington football team, once they turned around these past couple weeks, they're not bad. They probably are the best team in the division, I say when they're healthy anyway other side of it the eagles have a good team they do they have jalen hurts and like i said they did rest a lot of their guys but definitely not a a team out there that, that they on paper were trying to lose the game because the this is how i see it the nfl season is 17 16 games per team 17 weeks so you expect your team to play 16 complete games the eagles did not play to win last night. You should never play to lose. And, and, well, Colin, I'll get to the tanking for Trevor argument later. But what the Eagles did was go out there and actively try to lose the game. Now, that does not mean that their players tried to lose, but their coaching and management, whatever it is, knew that what they were putting out there was not the best that they could have been doing at the time. That is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that their players went out there and intentionally were throwing interceptions and trying to lose. But what the Eagles did by not putting effort into the game is – listen, I'm not mad as a Giants fan who's like, oh, they they should have been better so we could have made the playoffs. We don't deserve to make the playoffs, and I'll say that from the beginning. But what the Eagles did was a slap in the face to their division rivals – and to the, to the to the game. And I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. And I'm not even saying that. It's dying. You don't go out there and do what you did last night. National TV aside, I don't care what time the game is played. So many people watch games nowadays anyway, you know, through uh, Red Zone or whatever. So it doesn't matter if the game was national TV. The Eagles embarrassed themselves last night. And whether or not that's a bad thing as a fan, who's to say? But as a football fan, uh, you know, that's that was a bad look. So I I do
1: an important question that I think needs to be asked before any debate is had, because it's important to understand. Why is that a slap in
0: the face? Because I feel I watched the entire game and I don't know. As did I. I don't know the Eagles as well as you do, obviously, but I feel as though there were sometimes you don't put Nate Sudfeld in a game. I don't care how bad Jalen hurts was doing in that game. The game was winnable. It was within your reach with Jalen Hurts. Uh, so n- p- putting Nate Sudfeld in is one. That's why it's a bad look. Uh, okay.
1: I, but why why is it a bad look, though?
0: Like, what is the problem with it? Because it is not – you you should put out so your so best let me players uh, let me, that will give you the win. But your best active players, I don't care if they're sitting out the game. That's okay.
1: So the, the main issue you have is with the benching of Jalen Hurts and that's putting in Nate Sudfeld. Okay. That's number one. Because if you're going to make the argument as far as like scratching healthy players into a meaningless game, I have a whole slew of problems with that's your issue.
0: No, I agree with that. But it's the point of the game was within reach for you guys last night. And it's not like not really. Now, it's easy to say
1: that he threw away some balls. Jalen Hurts was seven for 20 with seven yards and a QB rating of 25 He had two rushing touchdowns on, I think, about 30 or 40 rush yards. The entire offense was dreadful. I don't care what you're saying. It is not unrealistic. We're going through three quarters of football. If your quarterback is playing that poorly to go to the number two. Now, if that number two was Carson Wentz, nobody makes this argument. If Carson Wentz goes out there and lays that egg, nobody says it's tanking. The Eagles decided that Carson Wentz, with detailed injury history, had no reason to be involved in this game. That's fine. So in an attempt to spark the offense, they went to the number two. It was a Hail Mary of all Hail Marys. And I don't think they expected it to work. And I'll admit, I fully think they probably knew what they were doing. But I also think it's important to mention that earlier this week, before the game even started, Doug Peterson said, Two reporters, I will play Nate Sudfeld for part of the second half of this football game. It wasn't a decision made, oh, we're close. Let's make sure we don't win it. He was asked point blank, if you're in the game, will you still try and give Nate Sudfeld time? And he, while he didn't give a direct answer, effectively said, yeah, the game doesn't matter. We want to see if Nate Sudfeld is anything. It's clear he's not. (laughs) But if Nate Sudfeld goes out there and he balls out, everybody says it's a great decision. So if you look at the single benching of the quarterback, so much of it is performance-based. And I think another big thing is it's prime time. So it looks terrible because it's in prime time. If this is a one o'clock game and a four-win team benches their quarterback late in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game to try and do something, nobody talks about it at one o'clock. The NFL flexed us to Sunday night, and the team laid an egg. But it was clear from the get-go that the, it was never going to be a good game. Now,
0: listen, I—I I mean, yeah, and it was not a good game. But and, and do I think that the Eagles laid an egg intentionally to screw over the Giants? No, I think they just didn't want to play hard, and like they're not going to. And I—I agree. I agree with
2: that. But my my thing, my issue with all the people saying that is. If you take, like, they, can we agree? The Eagles don't owe anyone anything. No. So like they, they, they had no responsibility to go out and try to win that game for
0: the Maybe Giants. owe your fans a, a competitive effort, but the fans like, are going to take the trade off because they're of the- uh, yeah, no. So there's, okay.
2: They, they don't owe anybody anything. So if you remove everything else out of that game, even if you remove who they're playing, they're a 4-10-1 team playing the last game of the season they are fully within their rights to be going through the motions. Like they probably, this is a rare situation where they're at home and they probably would have looked less inspired if there were fans in the stands, because Colin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it would not have been a fun time to be a Philadelphia player playing in front of a Philadelphia no, fan.
1: No. And I, I do, there are guys I feel for on that team when you're talking about this competitive edge, because you have guys, Zach Ertz today, an oppressor, it's very highly suspected. Zach Ertz will not be on the team next year. He broke he down in tears. He was openly weeping, just saying about how, how much he loved his time in Philly, how great it is to play here. And for this to be the note that guys like that go off on, it sucks. But at the end of the day, win this game. So what you go out and win this game. Now the giants are in there. You're still at now. You're a five win team. Like, yeah, the belief is to win every week. But my big issue with tanking is, and with, or rather, people coming after tanking, saying that it's a disgrace to the game. It's a slap in the face to the game. Why is a team that has nothing to play for not playing what you call the slap in the face? It's not the it's, suppressing the concussions I, or the, Ben. It's, it's because it happened in the middle of a game like it's so because it's the it's the exact
2: same thing i have no problem with tanking my thing is the you in any sport regardless of what it is you you tank like even this was just because it was a little bit closer this was just the tank went from the front office to the sideline which is fine as long as the players on the field are like playing reasonably if you because like this is the same thing as when the 76ers were just like we're going to put out like some above average height bus
1: drivers. Yeah. Like I made a joke with you, my dad. You... I, Cause I was watching the game with him and I made a joke. I was like, so what would you do? I and mean, what do you think the world would do? If Nate Sudfeld lays a dime guy breaks wide open, runs all the way down to the one yard line and kneels it on the one yard line intentionally doesn't score. And then they run out the clock for the rest of the game. That, would be BS at an understandable level. Yeah, but that would really be. what yes, you did, that is wrong. You you benched your quarterback who was doing terribly. No, A lot yeah. of people online say, "Well, he had two rushing touchdowns. They were like five yard runs in the red zone. Like His we couldn't move was the ball. Nine yards. Yeah, we couldn't move the ball down there. Like he looked dreadful. People come after Doug Peterson for going for it on fourth down in the red zone. The guy he was throwing to was wide open. If Jalen Hurst doesn't put that in the dirt, you're winning the football game there. So the only thing you do is you bench your quarterback in the fourth quarter. And the guy you put in looked even worse than the guy you had pulled out. And it's a bad look. And yet it seems pretty clear that that was what the intent was. The intent was, well, we're going to take our foot off the gas here. We're just kind of going to let the game end, but it's the same equivalent of like the mindset at least. And you know, it's the easy defense, but it's pulling the goalie. Like you're putting yourself at an extreme disadvantage in an attempt that you maybe spark something like it's, it's a hail Mary. You don't really expect it to work, but if something changes, something changes. And I think because it was such a prime time game and because, and I, this might be a little too metagaming, but New York is such a big market and you have this, everyone is tuning in for this game and so many people I mean, you had Max Kellerman, who I'm on record as hating. Uh, Me too. He's, he's spending his entire thing saying, well, I'm a Giants fan. It's despicable. It's despicable. It's despicable. And we're not getting quite into the tank for Trevor stuff yet. But Max Kellerman will make an appearance in that section as well. <laughs> but And it's all these media guys are crying because it's the Giants that got screwed. If this was oh, now the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to make the playoffs. Oh, no, boo-hoo. Like, it's so many things led up to it. it was a primetime game. It was two big markets. It was a lot of this stuff. And it was, and you know, expecting a four-win team to do anything when there's anything on the line. If you're going to make it so apparent that a team that won't make the playoffs has nothing left to
0: play for – it's why even bother? So that's where I agree. then the, this is where my Giants bias is going to come in. And, and this is my, my last take on it, really. If I were a Giants fan and my team was 4-10-1, regardless of who was going to make the playoffs if we won or lost, and we went into a divisional game in week 17, and I don't care if we were out of it already, and we put on the kind of performance that the Eagles put on and did what the Eagles did, I would be furious. I don't care what it does for the draft pick. Giants have been bad the last four years and like six of the last seven, the Giants have been bad, and they have played sixteen complete games every season. So that's how I feel about it. Even game we started Geno Smith, we still played a complete game that day. Like so, that's how I I
2: understand. I understand where you're coming from. The difference is sort of in your perspective because it's the difference between like you want emotionally, you want everybody to go sort of balls to the wall a hundred percent regardless of what's going on. But sometimes you do actually have to pace yourself. And sometimes like the Eagles are playing a game which means nothing for them and which potentially means everything for Washington. That's the kind of game where somebody can really get hurt. Like I remember the Patriots had a time when um, Wes Welker tore his ACL, it was the opposite. We were in the playoffs already. But he tore his ACL playing a week seventeen game. He shouldn't have been playing. And yeah. also, it's 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 actively like again the players out on the field. They sucked, but they played. They played the game. So you can If you have any problem with anybody, you're gonna. Bro- What's your GM's name again? Is Howie the Eagles Howie guy? Roseman? Yeah. Yes. If you have a problem with anybody, you have a problem with him, and you have a problem with Doug Peterson because the players were, you know embarrassingly ineffectual but that was embarrassing only to themselves and not to the sport okay but but it it, they if you it's what you prioritize if you sit down your brain you're the brain trust of the team and you say hey we want to go like a hundred percent pedal to the metal we need to win this game to bring momentum into next year okay if you're like hey we're gonna you know send our guys out there and we're going to, you know, play as if it's a game that we want to win, but Hey, if we don't win, we're not really that bothered by it. Like that just goes back to sort of, you have nothing to play for. And so you don't have the same intensity that you would have if you were like playing for a divisional championship. And that's, I get that that's mildly annoying as a fan, especially when you're a fan of the team who ends up getting left out of the playoffs. But like, they, they don't, it's just, everybody seemed like they were acting just like, oh, these players like owe us entertainment and that sort of stuff. And no, I just, I don't.
0: That's like, because that. a lot of people were getting angry at Eli Manning and, and some of the other Giants, current Giants, who were tweeting like, what is this? What are the Eagles doing? I can't believe what I'm watching. And my only defense of it is because they have never, they, they, the Giants wouldn't dare do something like that. And they have never seen it before. Um that's my defense. That's
1: such a that's such a holier than thou mindset. Yeah, that, that is that so kind of many mindset people I online. On is, oh my god, my team would
0: never and like, I'm I, you could mock me so all you want. That you is what I'm saying. You, say you, can say, you can't say they wouldn't,
2: like, you could say they haven't. Yeah.
1: You benched Eli Manning for Geno Smith, dude. That's the same kind of play. The Jaguars have been trotting out Mike Glennon for weeks now pretending that that's the best decision for the team when they have Gardner Minshew, the younger, probably better player on the bench. If and, mustache. You,
0: and where is he yeah, going to be playing next year? But Who knows?
1: But the thing that's is, if Traeger you roll know Hurts out, Hurts is a mobile quarterback, and we have an offensive line with nobody blocking effectively. There's nobody blocking. We have two guys that are young, completely inexperienced, borderline practice squad guys that are in for this game on top of the players that are already proven to be bad through the rest of the season. If he rolls out in the fourth quarter and he pops his ACL or he pops his Achilles and now he's screwed and can't play anymore, everybody's saying to Doug, well, why the hell is he playing in that game in the first place? So what do you do? Do you start Nate Sudfeld and call up some practice squad QB? Like you have to gamble to an extent, but at the point where you're going into the fourth quarter and you're like, well, it's not even like he's playing well, he's stinking it up. There's no point to keep taking this risk out here anymore. Like.
0: Look, I would have preferred it if the Eagles won yesterday. <laughs> um that, I think, that actually, I think
1: we can. That I think
2: we can all agree yes, on. Uh, that I like, will agree a, on. As I, as I, okay, I think I think I understand where you're coming from, and there's a lot of neutral people who I think are taking the same attitude as you are, Zach. I disagree with them. I have no problem with the Giants players like tweeting about it and stuff. The people who are implying that they're a disgrace to the sport or whatever, like yeah. that, that I disagree. Like I'm not even sure I have a problem with it, just because like they don't, ca- hopefully the players don't care and the coaches don't care and that sort of stuff. But I mean, like I, the Giants are perfectly within their rights to go on social media and be like, boy, the Eagles are really screwing us here, but they're screwing you because they suck and yeah, they don't, owe, yeah. like exactly. they're screwing you because they suck and they don't owe you anything. And
0: I another like, thing I think we can all agree on is that I think we're all happy that the Cowboys are not in the playoffs.
1: Amen. I'm very happy
0: about that. <laughs> um,
1: but like and a a big thing and i think it's an important part i want to talk about a little bit because it it grinds my gears maybe more than it should is it really grind your gears it does a little bit of all these people calling it like oh it's a disgrace to the game it's a disgrace to football it's a slap in the face to the sport we play and i i I was on reddit and i was scrolling through and it was like a ravens fan and they're like dude one of your best players covered up a murder like (laughs) like what why is being bad and maybe not trying to win a meaningless game, the end all be all that like, this is the disgrace to the sport, not the league covering I have up a, the concussions. And I
2: have an, I have an amateur psychologist guess, uh, because all that other stuff is so much easier to push away from the game. Like if you just, if you turn like if you turned on a game with the Ravens in it after that whole Ray Lewis thing, they weren't going to mention, like, if there's a guy out there playing, the broadcast people aren't going to be like, hey, let's bring down the mood on this game. So they're not going to talk about it. You can push that stuff aside. Or with, you know, the concussion stuff, you can be like, well, you know, the trainers wouldn't send them back out there if they weren't healthy, which they would. Um, but with, some, with something like this, where if you, and again, I, I disagree, but if I put myself in the shoes of someone where I am saying, like, this is like, this is beyond just sort of a team going through the motions and what they are doing is actively wrong. You can't avoid it or push it aside or say it's not football. You, you just have to sit there and be like, I think it's the same reason why there are some people who like get so much angrier about, um, like, if you're just sort of the, the on the field thing is so much worse. Or when you, you see people who get mad, like you have guys getting arrested for assault and then you have somebody who's a dirty player on the field and people are like, Oh, that's worse. And it's like, okay, well the other guy hit a guy with a tire iron. Yeah. They're playing a sport. I mean, you can't, you can't say that's not, like you can't look at it and go, that is not football. And I'm going to ignore it because right now I am being a football fan. You have to just say, boy, that's some really terrible football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said all I got to say on this. I mean,
2: and also, and also, just a lot of the people, yes, I think would have preferred that. I think there is some of the some of the New York thing. Like, I don't, th- I don't think there's like some big like cabal. But I just, oh think, no, like, that's
1: not what I was trying some, to apply. No, I I, oh. I, I,
2: I did not think that's what you were saying. But just there's sort of you, you get these sort of, you get these teams where because something happens to or for them it's a bigger deal than if it happened to somebody else. Like off the top of my head, I'm thinking like when something happens with the Lakers or like Manchester United and in soccer or the Yankees and baseball, like, like that sort of thing, yeah. you sort of end so up in this spot where it's, hard. where it, it it gets inflated. So and also the the national TV, I think also. Just because yeah. I think a lot of people and also because those get like those week 17 Sunday night games, if you do you remember when there were like four years in a row where they were NFC North championship games? Like you had like the Bears and the Packers and the Bears yeah. and the Vikings
0: I was like always playing, playing for, for yeah.
2: and you and you just you just sort of you expect that last game of the season to be really good. So I think part of it is just it was such like it was such a letdown and it feels like it feels cheap as a fan to just be like, boy, I guess the last game of the regular season just stunk. Yeah. So it's, it's easier to be like, it's wrong, as opposed to when, when I think you sort of, you sit with it. And I think it is, I think it is, if you are a neutral fan, it's mildly annoying. If you're a Giants fan like Zach, I would class that up to very annoying. Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing where like, if you're the, like, if you're a rant, like, I guess it's the difference between like everybody had a reason to be mad at the Astros. Like every single team in the league had a reason to have beef with the Astros. If there are teams coming out being like next year, it's like we want to beat the Eagles extra because of what they did that last week. Like if you want to gain an edge fine, but that's completely silly. This is the kind of thing where the giants specifically can have an enormous level of beef with them. Not because they did something wrong to the sport because they wrong yeah the, not even yeah. wronged the Giants I don't even they have a problem with do that what the Giants needed them to do Yes, yeah, just- exactly
0: and that's that's how I feel is like I'm not mad at the Eagles I just think they could have played better yesterday but in the end like yeah. the, the Giants am I mad the Giants didn't make the playoffs like no well yeah like so and- yes I, they did not deserve to make the playoffs this year like <laughs> I'm not trying to say that um yeah i just uh the way the whole division played out was just sloppy and terrible okay. but can I we agree was,
2: that the uh, nfc east is going
0: to be spicy next washington year to win the
1: Super it's bowl. always spicy
0: i want washington to win the super bowl for the meme even though i hate almost everything about that team except like like i told you guys alex smith is cool ron yeah. is cool uh chase young is cool i mean i mean he was light on his feet yesterday too chase Young, yeah definitely so
1: um did
0: you see did you see him coming off the field just to pivot
2: to the playoffs now the video of him being, I, I want Tom Brady. I was just sitting there just like, maybe say that when the cameras are away. A
1: dynasty is born tonight. <laughs> There's
2: There are two decades explaining why that's a bad, you know who, you know who beats the Patriots or who beats Tom Brady, the Giants and the Eagles when they were like, yeah, we'll give it a good shot. But you know, you never know Yeah,
1: and then they <laughs>
0: showed up and beat him.
1: Do you need a frumpy night. underdog to beat Tom my brother,
0: Brady. <laughs> my brother last night was like, why would you want the Giants to play the Bucks anyway? Like, we're going to get crushed. I was like, Tom Brady is 0-2 no. in his career in the that was, postseason. That was it's the, the
2: only reason I wanted the Giants to get in there was – if the Giants got in there, I would have a perfect no lose playoff game because if the Giants beat Brady, just memes. And as much as I still love him, I'm I'm still hurt. I'm still getting over it. It's one. Of, it's one of those things where uh, where, where when like your ex you go gets to, heartbroken and you're like, oh, but also like, <laughs> you go, <laughs> like seriously, like 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 we went through a breakup and and I'm trying to be the cool guy, just like it's all good. I hope only good things happen to Tom. And then when something bad happens, I'm like, oh, no. And then I'm like, <laughs> I have to use the bathroom real quick. And then I do a little dance in front of the mirror. <laughs> like, I want, I, I, I emotionally, like, it'd be nice if he succeeds, but but it won't. And I, I hope they lose.
0: Um, anyway, yeah, a little NFL playoff preview. Uh, Washington, I want them to win. But the, the big thing that we're going to be watching next week, I don't, Colin. You probably know what game it is. There's a playoff game being broadcast on Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, Bears, the Bears Saints, the, Bears, Bears Saints.
1: Saints. Wait, they're playing in in the Superdome, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it, it'd be oh, sex
2: hosting. Excellent. That presents a, a dome. I feel like presents more opportunities for
1: fun CGI.
0: Yeah, because definitely.
1: yeah, definitely. Man, if SpongeBob isn't there for the opening coin flip, I would be upset. I'm gonna be you bad. know what they have to do for halftime, though. Like they I, I, got I'm it. like they like, have to,
0: because you can't tell me every kid our age isn't gonna flip over to Nickelodeon. Like I'm I told to my sure. dad
1: outright, I was like, "It's the only feed I'm watching." He's like, "I don't." I was like, "I don't care if it's would, a bad game. Like, I need to see to- Alvin Kamara get slimed." Like, wait, it's wait, not- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Colin. If it was, if it was
2: your team. Would you still watch the? I feel like if it was my team, I would watch the Nick feed like highlights if we won,
0: but I don't think I could um, emotionally
2: handle. Hold on, is it, it also like my team like, in it?
0: Is it CBS like Kevin Harlan or Ion Eagle or Jim Nance doing it, or is it like Nick? Yeah, Bro-
2: no, it's it's yeah. it's I mean, or it's Fox or NBC, but yeah, it's it's yeah. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. Oh, it's being it? yeah. CBS is doing an NFC game?
0: Yeah, I think it's oh, weird.
1: Um, either uh,
2: I either think way, I probably yeah, would just because real
1: broadcasters. I think I probably wouldn't if it was my team just because my family usually gets together and there's no way I'm convincing my grandfather to watch the Nick feed for the Eagles game. Uh, who's calling the game for Nick by the way?
0: Uh, well that's what I was trying to figure out like are they having kids do it? Yeah. I think yeah, so. that's cuz saints. I at four cuz okay, cuz like I
2: think the best possible thing would be to have the real like serious announcers. But with the Nick shenanigans. Well, I think the person oh, I, I can't speak like for having... all of us. Chris Collinsworth got slimed. I think Colin would be happier than I've ever seen him in. My oh, I do hate life. Chris Collinsworth. See, Chris Collinsworth is that, also
0: though. on the list. The perfect guy for that though is uh Kevin Harlan. Kevin what? Harlan would be famous. You know who what would do great on podcast? Nickelodeon?
1: Tony Romo. Tony oh Romo would be Tony Romo would be excellent. I also kind of want to believe they've been secretly grooming Tom Kenny as a play-by-play announcer just so he could bust out in perfect SpongeBob like every single they're like this is going to be your
0: new job so
1: (laughs) and And, Kazaria is Brockmire on
0: Nickelodeon (laughs) aside from the NFL what other sports news did we have this week um Maryland basketball we already talked about beating Wisconsin they lost to Michigan on New Year's Eve uh they played good for the first half second half was not. they did team. um hunter dickinson it, hunter dickinson's on my list if the turps i mean he's on <laughs> my list too but he wasn't apparently on mark turgeon's list and that's where the problem but, okay what i've been reading is that he like he was they
2: like he started won. recruiting but, him Joe and then he was just like i don't want to go to maryland and we were like okay which it's such like 15 year old girl logic it's just like hey you want to play for us no well, why are you mad at him? Because he didn't try harder. It's
0: like, get the hell out of well, here. Obviously, would have recruited him. He'd be a starter on our team. It's not like we thought Jalen yeah. Smith was gonna stick around. Oh, no.
2: Like also, even if you have somebody at that position, he's the kind of guy you recruit anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh one thing, prayers up to Daryl Morsell. He got a pretty nasty injury. Uh, but I saw
2: he can he's like uh he's talking though, because he, yeah, he, he put was out that you
0: know, and he's uh he's only expecting to miss one to two weeks. Colin, do you see what it was? I did not. I'm going to send it to you so you could guess.
2: He, he caught like an he caught an elbow to the
0: uh, sort of cheek jaw area, and uh, was it even called a foul? I don't know. He was like complaining at the time because he didn't like go down in pain. Like no, he, he didn't. I remember he, he was going he was, at the ref. He was like, "My face hurts," and then you know you saw it on TV. I just sent the picture to Colin. You can look it up for yourself. Also,
2: um... ESPN
1: kept not showing the angle where he got hit. I'm unsure what kept- I'm looking at.
0: Did you see the picture?
1: Is the dent in his face what I'm supposed to be looking at? Yeah. Yes.
0: There's a dent. Wow.
1: <laughs> face, face outside of like you know normal
2: orifices, eye sockets, mouths, and stuff. Uh, dents in the head are usually bad. Well, I don't
1: know. I thought he might have just had really high cheekbones for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he does
2: have a beautiful jawline. I will say. And that.
0: It's was- <laughs> that picture. All oh.
2: American jawline, if I may say so myself.
0: So, anyway, uh, Terps play tonight, in about 45 minutes from when we're recording this. Uh, Hakeem Hart going to start and play some more sell. Last time Hart Is started, it? I think. Well, first time Hart started, he scored 33 points. So I think, I think that might have been against slightly weaker competition. St. Peter's, Indiana. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What were the bold predictions last week?
2: Oh, what was my bold prediction? I don't should write these down,
0: guys. Yeah, you really should. I, <laughs> I made some bold, I made some bold predictions. Uh we need to hire a producer. I don't know.
1: Oh, I was my no, that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? When I said that Wayne Gretzky was returning to play minor league baseball.
0: I think that was last Sweet. week. It might have been. Who who knows? Even we uh, can't bother of... <laughs> to listen back to this. Yeah. I <laughs> Colin, can you tweet out the bold predictions after every show? Like be like Yeah,
1: I will. That'll give me I, that'll give me something I don't know.
2: to my bold prediction, I was – I was—I I really went for it. Uh, I don't think I did it on the show, but there was a big fight on January 2nd, and I, I texted my brother that I thought it was going to be a draw, and it was decidedly not a draw. Oh, before we get into I the, feel predictions, silly. In the
0: uh, college football, playoff, Clemson oh, – I forgot. Yeah, we were talking so much about the NFL. Clemson got – got destroyed by Justin Fields at Ohio state, which we don't like Ohio state. But we also don't like Clemson. So as long Justin, as Justin it, Fields did not know what planet he was on for most of that game. So real quick, let's talk about Bama, Notre Dame, Bama won by a lot. Notre Dame shouldn't be in it. They should allow a group of five team to get a shot for once. Now, would Alabama have blown out Cincinnati? Yeah. But would Cincinnati, maybe scored a touchdown early and got everyone's attention. Yeah. I turned that Bama. And also are they not Notre Dame?
1: Notre Dame visibly did not belong there. Yeah.
0: Like it was their it. only like statement
1: it. win was over uh Lawrence Liss Clemson, yeah, to my
0: knowledge. Clemson, so, Clemson in that game, easy. I just thought Ohio State didn't have enough games, but Ohio State is in like peak season form right now, only seven games in. So they are looking Trevor
1: Lawrence. Good is good. Trevor Lawrence has been spending too much time getting ready for the swamps down in Jacksonville that he's, yet, he's not even all just I say, all, all I want to say is about that game. I have been saying since my brother
2: was a freshman, which was Now, seven years ago, no, eight years ago, I have been saying that Ohio State needs to throw to the tight end. They've always had good tight ends. They never throw to them. He threw, Justin Fields threw three touchdowns to tight ends. And after every single one, I was watching at my brother's house with four Ohio State fans. I would turn to my brother and sister and I would go, what have I been saying since Jacob started at Ohio State? And finally, my sister went, You've been saying to throw to the tight ends, Ben. And I said, I have been saying to throw to the tight ends. And now he looks oh. like an NFL prospect again. So how about that? Also, Justin Fields was on all of the painkillers for the second half of that game.
0: He got destroyed. I don't know if you saw that, Colin. I did not. I did not watch he got, It game. was uh He
2: got speared. Like It was one of those ones where, um, you know those targetings where they show it from one angle and you're like, beautiful form tackle. And then they show the reverse angle and you're like, wow
0: oh god <laughs> yep. so they oh, showed they showed just send got, this one to you too they yeah. show they he show got, he was ru-
2: he was running and he was sort of spinning down and the guy blasted him
0: this segment like, is colin's reaction to this week's injury like
2: one, of, like one of those where you you see it and hear it like, and so they showed the first angle and it looked like it was just
1: shoulder into ribs yeah that's a that's a hard hit yeah yeah, and it Kirk was Her- Herb Street. Street. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but Her- his, so Herb his Street chest the first was going angle. this way while his shoulder was going distinctly not that way. And he played after that and played really well. But no, yeah,
0: he Herb Street was like snaps, I think
2: Herb Street was like textbook targeting. And like from the first angle, I was like, Nah, like maybe the head makes a little contact, but that's just like a hard form tackle, and like you're being an OSU biased. You 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 played for OSU. And then they showed the reverse angle, and I was like, "Kirk Herbstreit, I'd like to apologize."
0: <laughs> so, as a broadcaster, He's Kirk Herbstreit—he's obviously one of the best analysts out there. Oh,
2: his setup thing was really but cool. He yeah, was, he
0: has COVID, so he was doing the game from home. They showed his setup; it was a dream. He's got he like—I like,
2: like, I forgot camera. he was. I didn't know. I didn't. I had forgotten he was doing it from home until
0: afterwards. Yeah. He was and really good. Fowler have the most insane chemistry of any football. Oh, game out there. excellent. The guy, baby Nance and Romo. I must
2: uh, I will say my one. Thing that yesterday showed, did you guys watch cincinnati georgia
0: i did a year's end. M- did you see started. did you see the the
2: kid who got thrown out for headbutting a guy
0: i didn't
2: oh well he's my no more jobs i can't remember his name but he on a play that was over he like not like speared like actively headbutted a guy which was which reminded me of my proposal that we need to go to a 2 tiered targeting system which is if you get called for targeting and it gets confirmed you can either be disqualified or you can be ejected. And if you're disqualified, you can stay out on the sidelines. And if you're ejected, you have to go back to the locker room. Just because like, I think there's some where it's just like, okay, like the head made contact, like,
0: sorry, I get the
2: disqualification thing, but just like he was still playing the game as opposed to ones where you're just like, that was actively really dangerous.
0: Yeah. So that's why, I don't know. Um, if we're getting into no more jobs, though, my no more jobs, and I don't know if I've done them before, but Dabo Swinney, uh, (laughs) uh, you, you are, are bad. You put your players at such high risk. I don't think you made them follow any COVID protocols this year. Uh, your team is, is, is always, I mean, they're always good, but, uh, watching you crumble in the spotlight for the second straight year is just fantastic. And I mean, this ill will towards Trevor Lawrence. I think he's, I wish him a great career in the NFL. He's fine. Great guy. But Damo Sweeney, just what you've said about the virus and the way you've treated people in the past and putting Ohio State at number 11, you were basically asking for it. So oh yeah, glad you lost. No more jobs for you.
2: Also, putting them at number 11 when they're already in the playoff, it's just like, how does that help? Because if you win, it's just like, okay, you beat the number
1: 11 team. (laughs) And if you lose, then you lost to the number 11 team. Yeah, it's not even like oh, I put them like out of the top four and like five or six because I think there just was just to try team to psych them out a little bit. There's a team or two that should have gotten in over them, I think. But at the point where you're putting them at eleven, you're like intentionally like, yes, I'm gonna physically hand them bullet board material,
0: please. So that's that's my no more jobs, Dabo, forever, uh, Colin.
1: My no more jobs is gonna be a throwback to the dark ages of nineteen sixty eight. My main man, Norm Sneed, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles were 0-11 and 11 in 1968. Then they went out and beat a hapless Buffalo Bills. Then went out the next week and Norm Sneed went off for a 1-11 team in week 13 out of 14 and balled out to beat the New Orleans Saints costing them a draft pick that would become one Orenthal James, the juice Simpson. So by not tanking the Eagles may or may not have had a hand in the deaths of two people, whether or not you believe the juice is guilty. So frankly, tanking saves lives. (laughs) Colin, You are my favorite
2: in terms of drawing lines from point A to point B. There's a lot of twists and
1: turns, but I'll be damned if we don't get there every single time. Uh, So that's my no more jobs. Norm, if you're alive, I am not confident you are.
0: um, I'm going to have to look that one up. Uh, Shout out Norm Sneed.
1: 81 years old. Norm, you are my no more jobs. This Norm is still kicking. Also, New York Giant.
0: Anyway, uh, bold predictions for the week, fellas.
1: Uh, that the Nickelodeon game is going to actually be kind of boring. That's not going to be as exciting as I wanted. Nickelodeon to be. presentation, or is not going to be a good game. The presentation. I think. I think they're going to be boring with it. I like. I'm really excited. I hope they go all out. But I feel like I've just hyped it up too much in my head for it to be as fun as it can. That be. is true. Unrelated, Norm Sneed uh, is a retired realtor in
2: Florida. Huh. Still watches the Eagles. Uh bold prediction. I got a long term one. Despite the fact that there are, as of now, six head coaching vacancies. Kansas City Offensive Coordinator Eric B. Enemy will still be Kansas City offensive coordinator Eric B. Enemy, week one next year.
1: Wow. There should be some ownership people uh promoted if, if they manage to hold on to B enemy.
2: Oh, no, not because they hold on to him. I just think nobody's going to hire him.
1: Oh, I'm not... I don't
2: understand. <laughs> I don't understand, and I'm not happy about, but this is just a pure gut feeling. Also, I really like saying Eric, be enemy as much as possible.
0: My bold prediction is Terps basketball goes 3-0 this week. They play Indiana, which you'll know by the time you listen to this, if they won or lost. They play Iowa, and they play Illinois. Uh, and they go 3-0. That's pretty bold. <laughs> so... That's all I got. You guys got anything else? No, not no. really. All Let's right. go watch some basketball. Tune in. Have a happy new year for the rest of 2021.